This is Closer to the Fire from the Voice of the Martyrs Canada with a focus on the persecuted church around the world. I'm Greg Musselman. More Christians were killed last year in Nigeria than any other nation in the world. According to Open Doors, more than 5,600 followers of Jesus were killed. Now, nearly all Christians in northeastern Nigeria have lost family members due to the violence committed by Islamic terrorist groups. We'll have more about that in just a moment. Entire congregations have been displaced and many pastors have been forced to leave the region. And being active in the church certainly looks a lot different than it did 15 years ago. Today, it takes a great deal of courage and faith to openly worship and serve Jesus. Thousands of Christians remain in camps designated for internally displaced people. With few schools able to operate because of the violence, families obviously concerned about their children's future. Life is a constant struggle and in many places even difficult to find food. But the Voice of the Martyrs Canada and Crossroads Cares have teamed up with our partners and friends in Nigeria, Christian Faith Ministries, and are making a huge difference for persecuted women and girls. And we joined together for a wonderful initiative. It's called Mauer's House, and that assists traumatized young women who are recovering from persecution, terrorism, kidnapping, sexual violence, child marriage, and also socioeconomic deprivation. Now, in addition to safe housing, Mauer's House provides medical care, education, vocational training, and pastoral care so Christian women can rebuild their lives and create opportunities for the future. Now, recently on 100 Huntley Street, in which I'm one of the hosts, the Daily Christian Program, produced by Crossroads Christian Communications, broadcast a special on Mara's house. Here is that special. Bringing hope and healing to traumatized women in Nigeria. Thank you for joining us on this special report. And uh, we're going to be talking about how you can make a huge difference. And in fact, Cheryl, some people have already made a huge difference because of their faith in Jesus Christ. I'm Greg Musselman. And I'm Cheryl Weber. Last November, we brought you an amazing and life-giving opportunity to really make a yeah. difference in hundreds of women and girls who have endured so much simply because they chose to follow Jesus. It's just so unjust, but your generous response has helped us get started. Mm. Now we're gonna bring you an update on what we've accomplished in just a few minutes, but for Greg, let's just start with the fact that the situation in Nigeria for Christians is so dangerous. It is, you know, at Voice of the Martyrs, we get reports all the time, in fact, on a daily basis of things that are going on in Nigeria. You know, Christians are killed for their faith in Nigeria, more there than the rest of the world combined. Now, according to Open Doors, and the numbers are staggering, more than 5,600 believers were killed in 2020 because of their faith in Christ and more than 2,100 churches were attacked or even closed down, Cheryl. And you know, Greg, you and I have been together around the world reporting on persecuted church, you more than me. But the one thing I realized talking to persecuted Christians is they said, you know, you can't change what's happening to me. But the one thing I just don't want to be forgotten, like knowing that my family of believers remembers me and prays for me, it's everything. You know, persecution not only comes from violent Islamic groups, as we're going to hear about later in this program, it also comes from family members. Rebecca, not her real name, we've changed that name for security reasons. She grew up in a Muslim home, and after making a decision to follow Jesus, she was rejected and abused. Here's her story. While I was sleeping, I saw a red light shining. 
The light was very far away from me, but I couldn't lift my eyes to look at the light. Two days after I awoke from the dream, I started having interest to go to church, but I was not yet convinced, so I had to leave my aunt's house. I went to stay with my relatives that are Muslims, and the voice kept repeating in my heart. Sometimes I would be walking on the road. I would keep hearing the voice that I had in the dream, a person telling me that he is the way, the truth, and the life. I couldn't keep it inside for long. I had to tell my relatives and they told me that they are going to return me back to my father's house because this kind of voice is only for Christians to hear. They were scared that I would become a Christian, so they resolved to turn me back to my father's house in the village. Immediately after I arrived, they started persecuting me because I was holding him in my heart. They beat me, they locked me inside their room, they refused to give me food, and they persecuted me a lot. And within that persecution, the voice spoke to me that I should not follow their ways and that I don't deny Christ. From that time, I have made a strong decision. I was encouraged in my heart, and from that time, I have made determination that I will become a Christian. Unfortunately, when Rebecca's family learned about her decision to become a Christian, they reacted violently. When I was trying to go out of the room, my grandfather held me from the back and he tied my veil to my neck and he pressed me down and I fainted. Later, Rebecca was ambushed by someone who threw stones hitting her in the eyes. When I had that injury to my eyes, I was very worried and I was asking questions and in my heart he said, He is the way, the truth, and the life. When I slept, I had a voice telling me that I should leave the house or they will kill me. So from there I had to run for my life that night and leave the house. Rebecca eventually found refuge at Christian Faith Ministries. She's now on a healing journey and for the first time has hope for the future. Having Mara's house being built here will help me because right now I have lost my parents because of my new faith. They have denied me. I've lost everything that I've had before and this has caused a serious wound in my heart. Mara's house will serve as a place where I will be healed from every trauma and every pain that is in my heart. After I have become healed, my life will become better and I will believe God for my future. Well, as you heard there, the cost is extremely high for those who follow Jesus in Nigeria. And Rebecca knows exactly, you know, what Jesus was saying from Luke 21. But you will be betrayed even by your parents and brothers and relatives and friends. And they will have some of them put to death. And being hated for your faith in Jesus is one thing. But being hated by your parents because of your faith, Cheryl, uh, makes it even more difficult. Yeah, and I think, you know, the threat started and that, that voice of God she was hearing told her to stick it out. And 
but then told her to run too when she needed to run. And you, you know, you see that even though she had that powerful encounter with Jesus, she did suffer so much. Just with that verse that you read, Greg. But now she's on this healing journey, and it's why we're so excited to be helping Rebecca and hundreds of other women like her at Mara's house. You know, trauma care is a big part of the refuge it provides, and it's so needed. All these women have stories that, you know, could be like a movie of the week um, running for their lives, and their stories are so heartbreaking. So we want to do everything we can to stand with them and give them that refuge. We have a big goal today, $50,000. That's going to help finish the construction of this house of refuge. And when it's done, Greg, we're going to be able to house over 200 women like Rebecca. Now, Cheryl said the need is great because of the constant violence against Christians in Nigeria, but we're making a huge difference. And we're going to show you right now how we can partner to help these women. These girls come from backgrounds where they've been through suffering that can be unimaginable in our context. Brutal rape, gang rape, child marriage at as young as 13 or 12 years old. Uh, it traumatizes a girl. Crossroads Cares partner Ruth Hodge is talking about the incredible trauma that many young girls that have come to their safe house have experienced. And much of it happens simply because of their choice of religion. Persecution in Nigeria is simply put, brutally violent. In much of northern Nigeria, Christians live under the constant threat of attack from Boko Haram, the Islamic State West Africa province, Fulani militants, and criminals who kidnap and murder with few consequences. While all citizens of northern Nigeria are subject to threats and violence, Christians are often specifically targeted because of their faith. Thousands have been killed, kidnapped, and driven from their villages. As a matter of fact, the majority of Christians killed for their faith in 2021 happened right here. Christians who convert from Islam also face rejection from their families, often pressure to recant their faith in Jesus. Sometimes they are violently attacked and even killed. The attacks and insecurity have also spread to southern Nigeria. We're very proud that you're studying Crossroads Cares believes we cannot be silent in the face of violence and destruction. We're partnering with the Voice of the Martyrs Canada and Christian faith ministries led by Kent and Ruth Hodge to help vulnerable and traumatized young women find healing. Those that are fleeing persecution, conflict, kidnappings, and forced child marriages can now come to Mara's house to receive medical care, accommodation, education, vocational training, food, and biblical teaching. They need women to get beside them and help them recover from the shame and unforgiveness that's traumatizing and keeping them in prison inside themselves. We see that the most important thing here to, to help trauma people come through is love and the love of Jesus, the unconditional love, the, the, the real love that Jesus uh, gives to us uh, to, to share with others. That is the biggest thing that brings people through trauma. Crossroads Cares is thrilled to help empower Mara's house in its mission as more and more traumatized women and girls arrive at their doorstep. We're helping to build a second floor which will enable more than 200 women and girls to find help 
and safety. These women, when they begin to mature and grow, they go back to their communities and touch their communities with the gospel, with missions, with so many practical skills that they're learning here. Even low-scale medical skills that they're picking up and being trained here, they're able to bring them into communities. And so we're seeing communities transform. This is hope for the nation, hope for the region. As Christians, we have a call to go and to send. And these are the kind of people that the gospel must come to. The gospel is the power of Jesus in healing, healing our sisters and our brothers. The girls have been neglected. They need special attention at this time so they can become mothers to this nation and bring this nation through the trauma. Oh, so much hope in Mara's house. And you know, Greg, this hits my heart very personally because I hear about things happening in Nigeria all the time, Christian suffering, and it's been on my heart to do something. And the fact that we can do something right now to make a difference. And, and Greg, I know you've risked your life to go there to bring these stories back for us. How dangerous is it? Well, it is dangerous. There's no question about it. Kidnappings, things like that. And uh, But I, I tell you, compared to the people that are living there, like the Hodges and their team, uh, you know, I'm really just coming in, doing what I can do, come back to tell the stories. And we're not just telling the stories, but how we can help. So, you know, we look at Mara's house. It's really a practical way, as Ruth was saying, to show the love of Jesus that God cares about them. He wants them to get healed. And, uh, and then they, once they're healed, then they can help others. That's a really wonderful thing about this. So we appreciate the partnership that we have with Christian Faith Ministries in Nigeria. Absolutely love Kent and Ruth. They are good friends and they're wonderful team there. Uh, we're going to be hearing from Margaret Adinga. I actually had an opportunity to meet her and uh, she's counseling and helping you know, many of these uh, young ladies and women. And we'll hear from her in just a couple of moments. So we've set a goal today of $50,000. That is to finish the second floor of Mara's house. Now with what we've raised so far, the construction has begun. That's the good news. So it started, but we're not there yet. So we're trying to get the roof on right now before the rainy season hits. And then we're going to need funds to complete the interior and all the furnishings. But the good news is when it's done, it's going to house more than 200 women and their children. So these women can bring their children there when it's completed. We definitely need your help to make this happen. 1-800-265-3100. You can give online at crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. Let's let them know that they are not forgotten. Joining me now from Nigeria is Mrs. Margaret Adinga, who oversees the operation of Mars House. Mrs. Adinga, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. And you know, you are like a mother to these girls who are arriving so traumatized by what they've been through. How are they when they first come to Mars House? They come looking weak, pale, and uh, exhausted. They come looking very sickly, like um, they really haven't been fed well or have not received any health, proper health care. Particularly, the children they come with, or the little babies they come with, would not really have survived um, if not for the timely um, uh, intervention of um, Mara House. That's so sad to hear, but I, I know a big part of your job is to help them get healthy, to provide a listening ear, counseling that's culturally appropriate. 
What kind of change do you see in them from when they first come and they realize that they're safe and then begin to heal? What's that change like? They've added weight. They are looking uh, bigger, uh, healthier, and even fresher. So we know they are happy and they are enjoying themselves there. They don't have to worry about uh, shelter or food, clean water, or even the, I mean, the necessary things that they need for their daily upkeeps because they are being provided for timely, daily. They are uh, even clothes for both the mothers and the children. They are provided with all the necessary things, their provisions for, for days and, uh, and so on. And so they are happy. We started on the second floor so that can, we can receive more women who get that help and that safe place. When you see that construction start, just briefly, how does that make you feel knowing that you're gonna be able to welcome more women? We'll be really grateful to have the second floor completed because it will help us to bring many who are waiting eagerly to come in and, and be helped. I'll be very glad and happy if more of these ladies who are suffering and going through I mean, so much trauma out there will be transformed on a daily basis. Thank you so much for being there for Mara House. I'm standing on the second floor of what will be Mara's house. I mean, this is going to be much more than a building. This is where lives are being changed. Young women and ladies that have gone through so much trauma. I mean, as you know, Nigeria, there's been so much violence. But the girls have come here, the women have come here, and with Mara's house, they're gonna be receiving counseling, healing, and mentorship. They will be restored. So I'm asking you to invest into the lives of these precious ones. Again, they've been through so much. Give us a call, 1-800-265-3100, or go to crossroads.ca slash Nigeria, and make a difference in the lives of those that love Jesus, but they've suffered greatly. God bless you. Now, Greg, we saw you there in Nigeria, of course, on top of the first floor of Mars House. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes for me, it's hard to put into words when I go overseas and I have these experiences, what it was actually like. You got to meet these girls. You got to hear about them being beaten, fleeing for their lives, their family, death threats, their family turning against them. Now, you're a dad of mm -hmm. girls. You're a dad of granddaughters. Yeah. What was that like for you? Well, Cheryl, I think it uh, really plays into all the emotions. There's just, you know, great sadness that they would have to go through that. And, you know, as I'm listening to the interviews, I'm just thinking, this is so unjust and this is so unfair. And then there's the angry part. Like, those people that have done this, they need to be punished. We leave all that into God's hands. But here's the thing, Cheryl, that we can make a difference. And that's why we're so excited about Mara's houses where, you know, I didn't just go do the interviews, share them on 100 Huntley Street, social media. That was great. Uh, that's too bad. We'll pray for Nigeria. But no, we're doing something really practical and helpful. Yeah, I love it. And I just try to imagine what it would be like if Mara's house wasn't there. Where would these women go? They'd have literally no place to get away from that violence. The thing is, right now, our partly can only help so many girls. We want to help more than 200 girls. And our goal is to raise $50,000 to finish that second floor of Mara's house. You saw Greg on the roof of the first floor. Now, last fall, you responded so generously, and we've been able to get the construction started, but we still need to complete uh, the outside of that second floor, the roof, and then finish the inside, of course, during the rainy season. 
there's so much hope in seeing that this has begun. Yeah, and it's not just infrastructure and buildings and brick and mortar. It's actually a place of healing. So we need you to call. We want to finish this amazing project called Mara's House. Give us a call, 1-800-265-3100, or go to crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. You are making a huge difference for these precious women. Now, can you imagine... You know, the trauma that some of these women who as girls were forced into these marriages with much older men and then abused, that sadly was Deborah's story. I wasn't aware that I was to be sacrificed until my mother told me. And the process for the sacrifice was first, my dad had to sleep with me, which he was ready to do, but I escaped. Normally, when they want to sacrifice a person back to the gods, they would take the person to the place, make a fire, and put like a bed on it, and they're going to pour like kerosene on it, and then set them ablaze. It was my mom who opened up and told me all these secrets that has been planned from before I was conceived. So after mom told me everything, she now advised that I should just run away to wherever I can. Deborah tried to get help from her uncles, but they insisted she marry a Muslim man as his second wife. After being forced into this marriage for three years and giving birth to a boy, she escaped in search of a better life. Deborah eventually ended up getting the help she needed from Christian Faith Ministries. I used to think that God doesn't like me because of all I've been through. I felt God was not fair to me. Now I feel a little better. I feel a project like Mara's house is very nice because people like me can come and speak out what they are going through and get help, be encouraged in life and start a life afresh. Well, Deborah's story is so heartbreaking and shocking. I mean, she should be a human sacrifice. That was her destiny, according to the story that other people were writing. But God wanted to write a different story for her. And there's so much hope in the fact now that she has a place of refuge. You know, a lot of these women arrive as single moms, traumatized with their kids. And what's really cool in Mara's house is there's going to be dormitories for the mom to stay with their kids. There's a nursery. It helps their mom stay connected to their kids. Even as they're healing, they go to school, they get vocation training and of course the whole idea is to give them a future so you know it's just a few years that they're going to be at Mara's house then they're going to be able to move on with a job with a skill with education and restart their life and Greg it's so so exciting it is and some of the girls and ladies that are being healed will be the ones that'll bring healing to the others so you're not investing only into what we're doing now but this is going to go long into the future and you know it's really neat the students and there's a big school there at Christian Faith Ministries just outside of Joss and Plateau State and I mean, they're just so excited. They're taking ownership of this. Uh, the women and the children, they're all helping. It's just wonderful to see. And I just love it. 
because again, it's it's not just a bunch of Westerners. Okay, we're going to do this for you. No, they are doing it with us. We're all partnering together. So we'd love you to call us right now, 1-800-265-3100, or also go to crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. Please call us right now. You are making a huge difference. Thank you so much. And, you know, we're going to introduce you to Dorcas now. She didn't feel like there was anything to live for. She was depressed. She didn't want to go on. But then something pretty remarkable happened. At that time, I was actually kind of contemplating suicide. So I was walking with rat poison in my bag, and I was going to take it and end my life. So that fateful day, when I went to the farm, I carried the poison. I was going to drink it. Suddenly, a man on a white horse appeared to me. He told me that I should stop what I'm doing, and I should follow him. When I stood up to follow him, he disappeared. So that was the beginning of how I became interested in becoming a Christian. Later, after her vision of Jesus, Dorcas began praying to him. I was just praying, and, and my brother heard my voice. And when he heard me praying, he came in, he barged into the room. When he saw me, he started beating me. He beat me, saying that he cannot live with an infidel under one roof. Dorcas's brothers then proceeded to kick her out of the family home. Fortunately, Dorcas found refuge with Christian Faith Ministries and began her new faith journey. Before I became born again, or before I came here, I was hot-tempered. I didn't know how to be patient with people. But through the suffering that I went through and my coming here, I was able to learn patience. And also I really appreciate God because when I came here, the only clothes that I had on were the ones I was wearing. Coming here, I've received plenty of help. People have helped me with clothing and even when I'm sick, they took care of me. Seriously, I have seen how people have been helping me. I am very happy and I also appreciate these people from Canada. They have built this place for us so that we can resettle our minds and be healed. You know, one thing I haven't said, Greg, and I think it needs to be said, is that these women are heroes of the faith. They've made this decision to follow Jesus, and they have suffered beatings. They have suffered betrayal by their family, abandonment by their husbands, and then death threats, where they literally could lose their life. And I put myself in their situation, and I say, if my life was threatened, would I stick it out? Would I say that I'm going to follow Jesus? That's why I call them heroes of the faith. And yeah. I know like, your heart was so touched, but particularly by Dorcas, who we just saw her story. What was it about Dorcas that got you? Well, all that she has had to endure, and I'm thinking, you know, could I endure that? I don't think so. You know, so Dorcas, she was kidnapped by the Boko Haram. This is a militant Islamic group. She's forced into a marriage with a Boko Haram soldier. She had twins. Those twins died in captivity. And now, as you saw, she's looking after this beautiful little girl. And uh, it, it's just, it's heartbreaking, but it's also encouraging as well. And there you see it. <laughs> brings uh, emotion to me every time because you see the smile. This little girl doesn't know uh, the pain that uh, her mother went through. And if it wasn't for Mara's house, what would her future be for, for Dorcas, now her adopted mom? And uh, that's why I just am so uh, thankful for all of you getting behind this. Uh, we are making a difference. I know we can't help everybody in the world, but we can make a huge difference, especially for those, our sisters in Christ. And uh, so Mara's house is an amazing opportunity to see women and girls healed. Thank you for your support. Yeah, we have a goal of $50,000. It is going to change their lives and to let them know that they're not alone, 
They're not forgotten. We share their faith here in Canada and we're part of the same family. And that's what they need to know is that they are cared for and they are loved. I know you feel the same way watching and meeting so many of them. That number is 1-800-265-3100. You can also give at crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. If you could call right now to help us reach that goal, I know that it would mean the world to them. I know it would mean the world to you as well. It would. And you know what I can tell you, being down at uh, Christian Faith Ministries of Mara's house, they love Canadians. Thank you for support. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. What an incredible privilege uh, for us at The Voice of the Martyrs to be partnering with Crossroads Christian Communications, the producers of 100 Huntley Street, and working with our friends in Nigeria, Christian Faith Ministries. Amazing people there. Kent and Ruth, who you met uh, during the uh, the program, the special there, and you know, also uh, Mrs. Margaret, an amazing lady, and, and helping these young women. And then there's Paul and Gabriel, the team down there at Christian Faith Ministries near Joss, Nigeria which is in Plateau State, um, you know, just really pouring out their hearts. And we want to be praying for the leaders there. We want to be praying, of course, for the women and girls that have been traumatized and the many others that are still being held captive. You know, nine years later, the Chabok girls that, uh, you know, 276 of those girls uh, in Nigeria kidnapped and still 100 of them uh, remain in captivity. It's it's horrible. Uh, and we think of even recently all the deaths that are happening in northern Nigeria widows. Uh, we want to be helping them. But of course, our focus is on Mara's house, uh, the trauma center. Uh, I mean, they're, again, it, when you look at the numbers, we can be overwhelmed, but we can help one at a time. And that's the way Jesus operated. Yes, he was to the masses, but he also did it one-on-one. -on -one, and that's what we want to do as well. There's one young lady that I met several years ago. We actually called her Lena in a video. And uh, she uh, came to Christ as a 13-year-old and from a Muslim home. In fact, her father was an imam, a leader in the mosque in northern Nigeria. And uh, she was put into a forced marriage because they're trying to convert her back. She was abused and beaten. And uh, after the marriage was annulled and we got word of that, we're all rejoicing and so glad to hear that it happened. But not long after that, she was raped. A uh, terrible situation, and she became pregnant. I uh, wanted to have an abortion. Uh, fortunately, she did not go through with that. And not only did she not have the abortion, but she has kept the little child whom she calls Beloved. Uh, it's amazing, her story. Uh, she's been through so much, but I uh, just got word the other day that she wants to be a lawyer. She is studying, and she's a straight-A student, except in math, apparently, but she's getting uh, some tutoring from Ruth down there at Christian Faith Ministries. There's so many stories, and as you even heard, and if you watch the video here, that you saw how God was working through these young women, you know, dreams and visions and, and healing. It's it's amazing. So thank you for your support. This is not a fundraiser. Of course, if you do want to uh, participate in that, uh, we certainly would love to hear from you. But let's pray, because that is still the most important thing we can do. And as we pray, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of our heart. And, uh, you know, if, if he's directing you to do something, that's great. If not, continue to pray. Father, we just thank you for Mara's house. Thank you for Kent and Ruth and their team down there in Nigeria that are working so diligently to bring healing to these women who have suffered trauma. Uh, they've been abused and some 
when they showed up there at Christian Faith Ministries, they had nothing, just the clothes on their back. And, and yet now they're getting some hope and they're getting education. They're getting healing. They're learning the Bible and they're becoming mature in their faith in Jesus. Many of them want to go back into some of the communities that they were abused in to bring the good news of Jesus. So Lord, would you be with them? Thank you for Mara's house and the work that you're doing there. Continue, Lord, to expand the opportunities for many, many more young women and girls to be able to come there and to receive healing. Uh, we thank you for the team at Christian Faith Ministries, led by Kent and Ruth, who have been there now in Nigeria for decades. They left the comfort of Australia to serve there. Be with them, Lord. Make Just with their mental health and, and the challenges, the emotional trauma that even they deal with hearing these stories day after day. And again, some of the others that I've had the privilege of meeting, Paul and Gabriel, who are leaders there, and Mrs. Margaret and all the other staff, the, the school teachers where these more than 1,300 kids, many of them have lost their parents and are now receiving education. Lord, would you be with them? And we also pray for the nation of Nigeria. Uh, so much violence and and hatred lord we pray that your spirit would move upon people there and that again in the middle of all the violence and i and i've seen it firsthand how kent and ruth are reaching out to the muslim communities who are taking advantage of the vocational training and and there's reconciliation and there's wonderful things happening even we hear the stories because of the kindness that they've shown and then in some of these muslim communities they bring the attention to authorities that there is an attack perhaps going to happen against christian faith ministry so continue to protect them lord thank you for the opportunity that voice of the martyrs and crossroads christian communications get to serve and for people in canada and around the world that are supporting this we thank you lord uh, for this incredible privilege we pray this in the powerful name of jesus the one that heals and transforms lives Amen. Again, thank you for listening to Closer to the Fire, and uh, please do continue to pray for Nigeria. And if you want uh, some practical things you can pray about, not only in Nigeria, but around the world, uh, the Voice of the Martyrs Canada has what we call the Persecution and Prayer Alert, which you can get on your email automatically each week to be praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters. That still is the most important thing that we can do, and finding out ways in which the Voice of the Martyrs is working across the world. We also have a magazine that comes out once a month. And not only will you hear stories of persecution, but also the incredible victory. One of the things I've seen over the years is, you know, where there's a lot of persecution, God is working. And it's, you know, we rejoice in, in what we see happening and souls coming to Jesus, but the persecution is difficult because it affects families. But it is warfare. And that's why we want to continue to pray. And could also ask you to maybe rate or, uh, you know, write a review on this podcast. That way more people can find out about what uh, is going on around the world with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you again for listening. And remember, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the fire. <music>